0: Please welcome our hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to Christians with Torah, the Beit Tehillah Community Podcast. I'm your co host, Ryan Cabrera, and I'm here in the beautiful Studio B with Pastor Nick Plummer. Hey, Pastor. We are. We're
1: here again. We are. Praise God. Good
0: stuff. God brings us back here, and sometimes I feel like maybe we're repeating ourselves.
1: It'll be fine. I think it will. It'll be. still be good. It will be. It'll probably be They better. say a good
0: rabbi repeats himself. It'll be better. That's it, right. It'll it will be, be. Muy better. Muy, muy better. All right. So if you're watching for the first time, thank you for discovering us. That's what right. an awesome discovery you have made. If you go back, you can see that we've got four years worth of doing the tour portions, Tour being the first five books of the Bible, taking it piece by piece, breaking it down, going through it little by little. Uh, praise God. We've been here week in and week out for all that time. And uh, this year we made the decision to study the book of Matthew. That's right. Right? So that we could see yeah. Yeshua for his real self. That's right. The King of Kings. If
1: we want to interpret the Torah, we need to know the Gospels.
0: That's right. And so uh, today we are studying uh, Matthew chapter
1: 6, starting in verses 1 through 18. That's and right. And we've got the proper manner of almsgiving. So I'm going to have Ryan read mm. uh, Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 through 4, the proper manner of almsgiving.
0: Yep. Take heed that you do not your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you do a charitable deed. Do not, but when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret, and your
1: father, who sees in secret, will himself reward you openly. Let's jump right in here. Take heed that you do not your alms before men to be seen of them, otherwise you have no reward of your Father, which is in heaven. Now the word alms" uh, has the connotation of um, compassionate this. Compassionativeness? Compassionativeness. <laughs> I know. And if you think that word was fun, the next word is beneficence. Benef- beneficence. 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 Yeah. So there's some fancy words here. Uh, it's in regards to giving to the poor, those that are in need. We would say benevolent fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. benevolence fun, yeah. Benevolent. Giving alms um, to the
1: poor. And uh, what does Yeshua say the hypocrites want when they sound a trumpet? For the giving of alms in the synagogues and in the streets. So
0: they're, they're doing this publicly, right? Sounding trumpets. So they're looking for the glory of men. They're trying to draw attention right. to themselves. And here's the problem. That attention that they get, those the attaboys or whatever it is they think they're getting, that's their reward. So they've already gotten the reward.
1: The trumpet is actually means a voice. Mm. so are you you know
0: or they could be sounding trumpets see that's the thing that's funny about this is like i think they did shenanigans back then because they didn't have like social media and tv where like there could be a consensus on acceptable and not acceptable practices. so i think socially there was some weird stuff that they did back in the day
1: i don't know i mean yeah you're right culturally speaking but you know um we, we don't want to draw attention to ourselves.
0: Well, the, the, that's not the point, right? The point I mean, is to know, like, to do the me, will of the Father. Look at me, you know. Well, and he's saying, right, do this in secret. And I think we're going to find a pattern in the, in, we the are. in the next verses or whatever. But I find it interesting that he's, he's rebuking religious leadership and not like, because like we think today in our culture, our culture is pretty wicked. He went after the leadership hard. Yeah. <laughs> he, <laughs> he did. He really did. Our, uh, but but our culture today is pretty wicked, and I think the culture of that day it was popular or seen as like admirable to be pious, to be doing religious exercises, right. to be seen as, you know, um, righteous per se. Whereas today, I don't think we have the same like popular standard for righteousness. Nowadays, it's how dirty and nasty and gross yeah, can you know.
1: And it, it says here, what will happen to those who give alms in secret and the father sees it? The Father will reward them openly. Right. You know, uh, and of course the word hypocrites, um, it means an actor under an assumed character, a stage player. That's what a hypocrite is. Right. You know, and just think about it like this, though. If you help somebody, you don't have to tell everybody. Right. Hey, you know, I helped this person. I gave them a $100 check. I did this and I did that but without names, but I think you could make reference to helping people or things to yeah. encourage others. Hey, when was the last time God put somebody on your heart to give to them? Yeah, You know, pray for that and, see, and let's see what God does. And right. even the Mount, you know, cause I have testimonies of people that have actually, you know, given to Danielle and I, and there was a need and I told them and, and they were like, wow, that's interesting. You know why God would put that on my heart? Cause I, I want to know if I'm hearing from God or not when it comes to benevolence or helping others Uh, It could be a number of things, you know, they maybe need help with their children or their finances or pay their rent or their... Yeah,
0: I think that this is a condition of the heart issue. I think, um, you know, most of the time when I hear people in popular culture say, you know, like, God knows my heart, I'll be like, well, that's the problem. God does know your heart. Your heart is wicked. (laughs) And your heart is deceptively wicked, right? But also that people are saying that as an excuse for their bad behavior, right? So that's, that's I think, a side note over here. Over here, people are doing the opposite, right? They're doing good behavior with bad motivation. And I think it's interesting that Yeshua is actually rebuking and right. talking about these people that are doing good things because they purport to represent him, right? So they, they're pretending like, hey, hey, I'm godly. What is Christian? I represent supposed God. supposed to be a little Christ. Right, right. Well, and that's, I mean... Uh, don't get me on the the ambassador for Christ soapbox. We're all ambassadors for Christ. This is true. The question is, how good are we? That's true. Um, but again, the 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 culture today doesn't look up to that. But they still hold it as like a, a false standard, right? And that, I think that's where the problem lies: is that when people purport to represent Yeshua or God or the Bible, right? And then they're doing things. I think people know intuitively what people's motives are a lot of times right now the motives are weighed by the lord you like and I,
1: televangelists don't have a good report they, they're stereotyped well
0: you know the whole look into the camera if you give a thousand dollars your son's going to be healed i believe or, it right that yeah, kind of thing I mean, right? we got to be careful with all that stuff. hey buy this hanky that i've touched right, you know or holy water whatever Very <laughs> right which again i don't have any problem with anointing oil or holy water or hankies or any of those things. Yeah. I think all those things are great. But I think when you're telling people through the television to give to you and that
1: they're going to get something out of that we gift. We do have to be so careful, I tell you. It's fine line. It's it. There's just a lot of humility. We need humility. Boy, do we. You know, that's why it's so funny how, you know, um, you want to be, I, I encourage people to be <laughs> transparent. You know, I share from the pulpit. Yeah. And sometimes my wife says, you, know, you share a little too much. I go, you know. I'm, you know, at a place where if you're transparent and real, people can relate to that.
0: That's correct. Yeah.
1: Because you don't want to put yourself on a pedestal. Yeah. Because that can come crashing down real quick. Boy, does it. It can. A lot of examples of that. It's by God's grace and mercy. So as we move on into the next arena here, we've talked about alms. Now we have, of course, prayer. And for the sake of time, we're not going to get into all that and read all that. But let's just jump right in here, Ryan, with the questions. This is great stuff. You I, I know, but what I'm that. saying is that we could we just need to jump into the prayer. Roger right? that. All right. I mean, really and truly, because right. it's so so good that we can have more time for that okay. instead of just yeah. reading it. But we'll read some more later. Okay. That's when fair. it comes to fast, it's fair. It's fair. Yeah. Let's do it.
0: So, why would the hypocrite love to pray in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets?
1: To be seen of men, and that is their reward once again once again so we're getting a pattern here I mean you know the approval (laughs) of men and look at me I'll be honest with you Ryan you know I I really believe and I'm trying to work on this as well I just began to think and uh, just in my own mind and I don't know what this the the, the direct order is but let's just give you a, a thought for those of you that are listening or watching think about what Yeshua went through from the very beginning when it went south so he's betrayed with a kiss. Oof. He's taken away from the disciples. He's bound up in the middle of the night. False trial. Okay. Think about all the things that are gonna happen to him. Peter denies him. <sighs> Three okay? times. He's he's beaten, he's hit, he's got cat of nine tails across his back. He's hit with rods. He's got a crown of thorns. He's he's told to carry a piece of lumber. Um, you know, he's nailed to wood hands and feet and i'm just saying you know and then and then let's get into them spitting on him putting him down um so i was just thinking gosh you know he did that for me so what i'm trying to say is that i think a lot of times and i catch myself because i'm guilty of drivenness and performance i got to catch myself because you get in that mode you know, it's like flash and dash. Do you know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, I, I and know when you about catch flash. Yourself, and dash. I was like, gosh, I got to I got to pull back and really put the Lord first. What has the Lord done? What is he doing? Cuz we like read these verses and we just think, okay, he's our propitiation. He's the mediator of a better covenant. He's the high priest. You know, oh, look the lamb of God who takes away the sin of And we just kind of read through it. And we got to stop and honor that and yeah. magnify that and yeah. say Wow, he's my high priest. Yeah. He is the high priest. You know, he is the lamb. Yeah. He, I mean, he is, you know, my propitiation. I mean, he is wow, he did all that for me. And then we stop and we ask ourselves, what are we doing for him? Mm. Mm-mm. You know, it's like the one mm. guy told me after prayer. He goes, "I know Yeshua is in me. I know he's in me." Yeah. It was with sincerity, you know, and he said, "But am I in him?" Mm. Mhm. And I know it's such a cliche, you know, love and everything else. But really, we need to ponder these things. Uh, you know, Stop it's funny. Cliches are cliches
0: for a reason. Well, you know, I mean, they, they have a, a large measure of truth built into them. They do. So so we've got what not to do, right? Yeshua is telling us that, you know, the the hypocrites love to pray in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, right? right. Now, giving generously is a good thing, right? Yeah. So alms is a good thing. Giving to the poor supporting you know charities right all a good thing all right praying praying is a good thing right right okay so the there's something else here that's a thread that's common between these two things that we're going to show but here's the question we know what not to do which is the public you know displays attention grabbing things but what is it that yeshua says how should
1: we pray well but thou when thou prayest enter into thy closet and when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Ah, okay. So you're not drawing attention to yourself, the, the prayer closet. Right. So The prayer room.
0: So th- then I guess the next thing is, what did Yeshua say not to do in prayer that the
1: heathens were doing? Uh, vain repetitions, and we have two examples of this. I'll let you read one, and I'll read one. Okay. I'm going to read 1 Kings 18.26. Uh, This is in regards to Elijah at Mount Carmel. Elijah, and then, of course, Elijah is uh, the disciple that comes next. Uh, These are the miracle-working prophets. Check this out. 1 Kings 18.26, And they took the bullock which was given them, and they dressed it, and called on the name of Baal from morning even until noon, saying, O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, nor any that answered, and they leaped upon the altar which was made. Now, they called on the name of Baal from morning even until noon. So, Baal, 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 calling out. Baal, 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 everyone pronounce it. But Baal. Yeah, Baal, Peor. You know. Almost
0: like he's hard of hearing. Like he didn't hear him the first time. I know. Oh, so. he didn't hear him the first time. <laughs> That's right. Or the last time. <laughs> no, he doesn't exist. It doesn't all
1: exist. the devil wants to do Ryan is take us away from God. Amen. That's all he wants to do. I agree. So if you're if you draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. It's that easy.
0: Yeah. So there's a second example uh, that you mentioned. This Good. is found in uh Acts with Ephesus. Yep, chapter 19 in verse 34. And this is Paul in Ephesus and it says here in verse 34, but when they found out that he was a Jew, All with one voice cried out for about two hours. Great is Diana
1: of the Ephesians. Right. So he turned Ephesus upside down. He did. He was there for like three years. A major, major metropolitan port city. Very, very interesting. With a a giant temple for Diana. The Book of Ephesus. You know. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Church of Ephesus. So a couple things. So repetition. So. Like what about the Shema? Is that praying in repetition or is that a model prayer? <laughs> model prayer. I would say that model prayer. So but you can take a model prayer. And a blessing is a prayer, right?
0: Right, but you the can ironic
1: blessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You but you could take a model prayer.
0: Yeah. Like the ironic blessing, like the Shema. Right. And you can turn it into a vain repetition. I see. Can, what you're can you think of any examples? I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> you don't think maybe No because you know what? Maybe you should go do thirty Our Fathers right now. Wow. You know.
1: To ten Hail Marys. That's the model prayer. It's not the prayer. It's how to pray. I love that, you know? It is. And it's so funny how it's never anything selfish or self-centered, you know? Like, God knows what you need, and we're going to talk about that right. later.
0: So I, I think the point here now is for us to ask, what is the point that Yeshua is making, right? Because there's a purpose behind giving alms. There's a purpose behind prayer, right? I would say this is being within the will of God. It is God's will that we give of ourselves to others, right? And it is God's will that we communicate directly with him through prayer. And sometimes we use model prayers, like the Shema, the Amidah, and things like that, uh, to get our hearts and minds right Right. and to give us bullet points of, hey, I need to be praying on this topic. I need to be praying on this topic. Don't let me not forget this topic, you know, Um, like... Using the Shema or using the Amidah, because the Amidah has the
1: eighteen um, benedictions well, don't, in there. Don't forget that you're talking about Greek mythology, the Greek gods. Right, right, so right. If right, you right, say right. their names loud enough and long enough, you will appease that god, and he won't strike you down or bring harm to you. Right, or come after you personally. So you're you're trying to appease this god, right, and recognize him because he thinks that you know. He's egocentric, and he he needs all this, you know, glory and glamour that you're going to give him by keep saying his name.
0: But that's not how God is.
1: Isn't that sad, though, that these people don't even exist?
0: Right, right. Well, that may be debatable. There may be some some familiar spirits or whatever. I know, but I'm
1: just saying, imagine that. Yeah,
0: yeah, the fake idols. The one who made
1: everything. Right. And you're praying to the wrong God.
0: Yeah, 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 it's not good. Well, and think about it. In this manner, so thou shalt
1: have no other, other gods, gods. That's right, and that goes into other things as well. But we won't
0: get into it, yeah, yeah, things, yeah. So. we could turn anything into an idol. But I think, with again, with this whole purpose behind prayer, vain repetitions idea, God doesn't need us to pray. It says that you know, your father in heaven knows what you need before you ask, right? It's true, it says it right here, actually. Um,
1: so Baal and Diana,
0: but <laughs> but when we're praying. Having a vain repetition, right, is is kind of like I'm sure God's sitting there, like, what, what, what are you, what are you doing, <laughs> you know? But on the contrary, using model prayers, um, again, like the Amidah, Imagine praying and forgetting to pray for the reconciliation and the regathering of the whole house of Israel. What's right, God's heart. Yeah. Well, and that's what I mean. But like when we pray, sometimes we can get very self centered, and so some of these model prayers help us get outside of ourselves and pray the will of God, and get our hearts and minds in line with the will of god and i think you know there's a part of prayer that is is communion with god and in right. His will. You will. Know? so
1: does god know what you need before you ask him he does yeah i think i just said that you did you did say that <laughs> so let's jump into the uh the following scriptures are a model for prayer yep um we're going to break down matthew chapter 6 verses 9 through 15. once again it's called the our father and it is a model prayer on how to pray. It's called the so, Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer. So it's <laughs> the Our Father, yeah. And so, Good um, Catholic. Yeah, that's right. Don't forget it. <laughs> Once a Catholic, always a Catholic. <laughs> boy, if I could just go down to that basement, boy, I could find me some things yep. that are Hebrew. But anyway. Um, like talking about the Vatican archives? Yeah, we're going to break down this prayer. And I, th- I really like it. It's not that complicated. It's really encouraging. So let's, let's bust a move.
0: All right. So number eight. After this manner, therefore, pray ye. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What a great start. It is. So Yeshua is telling us to pray to the Father who is in heaven. And he's a father. And that his name is hallowed, right? His name is holy. He is holy. There's a lot of discussion around the sacred name of God, but more than anything, he is our Abba.
1: And that's Abba's Aramaic.
0: Right. So um, every once in a while, I find myself showing up to the Hebrew Roots groups on Facebook and just looking around, it's kind of like um, the bar scene in Star Wars.
1: Oh yeah, I you know. know. You're know talking a about variety
0: show. It sure is, man. It's like the people from all over the galaxy
1: <laughs> all meeting in that one place. It, it, I mean, if you think about it, Ryan, think about the ideas and the ideology and the motives and the. I mean, is there eight billion people in the world now?
0: Uh, yeah, it's almost. I think it's like 7.9. eight, seven point nine. I'm just saying,
1: this is why there's no end to yeah. videos. Oh, yeah, yeah, Even those that you subscribe to, like certain history ones or whatever that I like, or news feeds, is like there's just no end to those videos. Yeah. I mean, these people are bringing it. Yeah. New content all the time.
0: So recently, I've heard a lot of versions of how to pronounce the name of God. I've heard a lot I've seen a lot of conversations around you know scholarship on Hebrew letters and why all, that, all, all right. this stuff right around Yo, the Tetragrammaton. Hey, vibe, hey, yeah. Correct.
1: There's no J in the Hebrew alphabet like Jehovah.
0: But I caught one this week.
1: Wow, a new one. It
0: was a new one. And it's not a pronunciation that you would think. It's outside of the box. This one was Jesus. And that God's name is Jesus, right? Which I can understand that. But that that there is no other way to pronounce the name except Jesus, meaning the English way.
1: That's true. That's interesting. And
0: that everything else was hypocritical. And so I thought to myself, I was like, man, you know, this is like coming all the way back full circle to the beginning, you know, that is it, because there's people that say that, you know, using the name Jesus is Hail Zeus and all these, which I disagree with wholeheartedly, by the way. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, calling the name of God in your mother tongue, right? English is
1: important. English is English. Right.
0: But in your in your mother language, right, the, it's it's the person who's important, right? right. Um, I think he answers to Jesus. I think he answers to Yeshua. I don't know if he answers to a lot of the other things that people are calling on him, bro. But um, I think that it's what's in your heart that if you're calling on the person that we're describing here, right,
1: that's reading in red letters, I think that it's, it's important. Because in Greek, what, we have Jesus, right? Well, here's another twist on all of this. If you're going to pray to your heavenly father, how was your earthly father? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Maybe yeah, yeah. you would pray to him in a way that That's you experienced an earthly father. Yeah. So my dad was a workaholic. He worked a lot. Yeah. So he was Absentee, absent. yeah. But he was a provider and faithful and, and all of that. But I'm just saying that as I grew up, yeah, I felt like I need to do it myself if I want to get something done. Because I was put in that situation of responsibility. And then yeah. when I met my Heavenly Father, he's like, I got this. You can't do this. Yeah, Jesus even said, you can't do anything without me. So that's a scary thought. It's John 15.5. But five. we try. We do. Oh, in boy, our own power and might. But how much easier would it be to do it his way?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I want to just clarify on the name of God. The sacred name. Yeah. Jesus handles this.
1: From my understanding, they only pronounced it one time during the Day of Atonement. So... I don't want to get into all that. Yeah, but we've d- lost that through all these years, I think. But I would say that I do believe in the sacred name. Right, right, right. right. But there's a lot of controversy behind that. But because when you stub your finger or, or toe or whatever you do, you don't say, "Oh Buddha," <laughs> "Oh Confucius." we don't we call out his name in vain yeah and that's vanity and that's what we don't want to do right even the gosh and gosh darn it and oh uh, yeah, things, yeah. You know.
0: but to your point um here in the notes it says jesus handles this by saying call him abba right call him father even in the prayer that he's giving us as a model prayer he's not saying yeah. call him right. whatever pronunciation you want to create he's for the de- yod heba b- right heavenly father call yeah.
1: him but, but the word Hollywood means to be holy or sanctify. Right. So he's not just some some dad. He's a holy dad. Well,
0: and, and to your point, I think the confusion is in the name pronunciation being so important, as if it's like abracadabra, like it's a magic word. Right. Like you can cast a spell as long as you say the pronunciation correctly. I don't think God works that way. I think God...
1: No, he's more personable. Than I agree. If he came down in the flesh, he's personable. Amen. He's down to earth. Amen. And that's what, you know, I've always believed that if you're a shepherd, you should smell like the sheep. <laughs> you should be accessible.
0: I hope you don't smell like sheep. So let's move on here. See what you got for sheep me. Sheep don't smell great. Um. All right. So number nine, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven.
1: Now that's just Matthew 6.10. We just did six nine, Right. And now we're in 6.10. What do you think about that?
0: So the kingdom come has a present and a future focus. Oh, it's coming. Right? So we want his kingdom manifested here. The word will, which is the Greek 2307, is the Greek word thelema, and it means a determination, choice, and desire. So So that's
1: what God has, doesn't he? God has a will.
0: We're seeking God's determination.
1: And he has a choice and a desire that he would like for us to choose. What's his desire? Free will. We want his desire. How do we get... We want to be his children. Right.
0: And so... Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we know that his will is being done in heaven. And what we want to do as Christians, right, little Christ, is we want to be doing the will of God here on earth. Right. Because we have dominion here. That's good. And so um, heaven is where God's throne is.
1: Let's read a few of these verses. Yeah.
0: I'll do Revelation 4.
1: I'll save that one for you. Okay. What are you going to do? I'm just going to check out the, uh, I want to do a psalm. Okay. Psalm 114.
0: Psalm
1: 114
0: sword drills, I
1: got mine. Uh-uh. <laughs> I got the tabs too. <laughs> yeah.
0: When we went to that father-son retreat in Colorado, they did sword drills in like a room full of like 150 people, you know? Oh, wow. And it's just amazing to see how fast people can be.
1: Psalm 11, 4. The statement is, heaven is where God's throne is. Is this true? Well, the Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord's throne is in heaven. Yes. His eyes behold, his eyelids try the children of men. Mm. All right, you got Revelation.
0: That could also be the sons of Adam. Interesting. You know, yes, the the divine
1: council. That's get right. Into all that. Boy. Nah. Better be doing it now.
0: Yep. All right. So this is uh, Revelation chapter four, verses one through four, and and this has got to be the best.
1: And it's New King James Version. This is New cool. King James.
0: Oh, it's one through six. I'm sorry, chapter four, one through six. But this has got to be the You're best. You're going to take it one through eight, though. Remember, I am. I am going. He's going to take, gonna it, take it to verse eight. I am. He remembers that from the first time we did this. I sure did.
1: <laughs> Let's do it. All
0: right. So after these things, I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, "Come up here, and I will show you things which much which must take place after this." Immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he who sat there was like a jasper and a sardius stone in appearance, and there was a rainbow around the throne in appearance like an emerald. Around the throne were twenty-four thrones, and on the thrones I saw twenty-four elders sitting, clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices, Seven lamps of fire were burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. Before the throne there was a sea of glass like crystal, and in the midst of the throne and around the throne were four living creatures full of eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion, the second creature like a calf, the third living creature had a face like a man, and the fourth living creature was like a flying eagle. And the four living creatures, each having six wings, were full of eyes around and within, and they do not rest day or night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come.
1: Man! There's a lot. That's a movie.
0: I mean, his, his appearance is like Sardius and Jasper. It's a sea of glass in front of his throne, right? And there's four living creatures, right, that... I mean, you can describe them here in words, but like, who really? Never even seen knows, that of this zoo. Right? Nope. But check this out: the creatures before him, six wings. The creatures four beast, before six him, wings. they're crying out, "Holy, holy, holy!" Right, Lord God Almighty. Kadosh,
1: kadosh, kadosh.
0: Right. So, all I can think is that the people that are before the throne of God are so impressed that they are like worshiping and honoring God day and night. It says day and night.
1: I'm like, well, or the flesh just gets in the way. Wow. We're no not flesh. doing that because we're distracted. That's the problem. We're distracted. That's the problem. Sorry, that was awesome. I just so, love that. So, so, the so verses. I mean, that is just powerful. We've got, of course, Isaiah 66 1, where heaven is where God's throne is. We've got, of course, you know, Matthew 5 34. We've got Hebrews eight one, and of course Revelation chapter four, verses one through six. Now, now this is very interesting. If this is so true, give us this day our daily bread, Matthew mm-hmm. six eleven. <clears throat> right. So daily bread was the amount of bread necessary to survive for a day. Yeshua wanted his disciples to live in a state of constant dependence on God and his provision. So let's check out Proverbs 30, verses 8 and 9, right? Oh, yeah,
0: this is good, yeah.
1: Now the Lord provided manna to the children of Israel while they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. The Lord provided manna to the children of Israel while they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. And at Passover, after 40 years, when they entered the land, the manna ceased to exist. Because now they're going to live off the land once they celebrated that first Passover with Joshua. That's right. So Proverbs 30, verses 8 and 9, this is a a, a portion of scriptures that we want to dedicate to the middle class. That's right. This is one proverb short of a virtuous woman. There you go. (laughs) That's right. It's
0: 31. That's right. All right, so uh, Proverbs 30, verses 8 and 9. Remove falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food allotted to me. Lest I be full and deny you and say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and profane the name of my God.
1: Don't let me be poor because I'll steal. Don't let me be rich because I'll forsake you. Let me be the middle class. Yeah. So once again, you know, God's Mm -hmm. provision. I tell you, Ryan, he provides for us. You know, and I would say in regards to praying, as we're talking about the model prayer, and this is the revelation that I got, you know, uh, when we're praying to the Lord, we need to... uh, just thank him for the provision. Amen. Thank him for protection. Right. You shouldn't have to ask him for provision. You shouldn't have to ask him for protection because he's going to do it. You know, it's kind of interesting. The Lord was showing me this little revelation of my little Eva. She's so cute, little round face. She jumped up in the bed and hugged me and kissed me She so said she loved me. Aww. Just out of nowhere. At least somebody loves you, you know. It's true. I needed that too. <laughs> um, but it just reminded me of like, you know, what if she were to come up to me in the morning before she goes to school and and she says, "Daddy, will you are you going to provide for me today?" Oh, yeah. "Daddy, are can you protect <laughs> me today? Will you can I'm asking you. Will mm. you please protect me? today? Will you protect me?" Yeah. No, I'm going to protect you. Yeah, of course. And I'm going to provide for you. Right, cuz you're daddy. That's it. So so I think it's interesting that we treat him like that. He's more personable. So yeah. you know, after all these years, I'm 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 really realizing how So much we really shouldn't even, it's almost him. like
0: insulting to ask for Provision and protection from God, because it's like, uh, duh, he's your he's your father. Of course, he's going to provide.
1: And now, when we when we get to this place of he's that, which is really cool, because we have to re you know rediscover our heavenly Father. A lot of us do, especially if we were beaten by our father. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, we think he's going to give us das boot. You know, da, da, das boot, das boot. No, he wants to give you das love. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's interesting how <laughs> if we know that um, we have all this in mind. And then we go into because we know we want to do his will. He'll provide for us. His, his throne is in heaven, all these cool things. Then all of a sudden, now it comes down to the nitty gritty, the basics of life. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Yeah. So you, you can develop that little storyline. Those bullet points there are very interesting. What's that all about? You know, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Yeah, other so translations. So we're coming before the Lord. What are asking for it. Hey, Lord, I, I've fallen short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Others have fallen short, and I, I forgive them. The, the word hmm. is trespasses, too. So right, when you another. trespass, that means there has and to sins. be restitution. Other, other ones say trespass sin. offering is one that you can make up. Sin you can't make up for, right. as far as restitution. But when restitution's involved, it's a, when you feel trespassed, there should be restitution. But we've already talked about that. Yeah. Do unto others as you would like for them to do unto you, but churning the other cheek, giving them the cloak, going the extra mile. There's no restitution, see? So he's taking the Torah to another higher level because he knows that these people that you're going to be dealing with don't have restitution principles.
0: Well, and his point is that you know we need to apply the standard to ourselves and not worry about everybody else.
1: But if you know about restitution, which is, of course, giving back in 20 percent. Yeah. That's a nice thing to have a note. So let's, let's see what it you is. have
0: here. All right, so forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. The Greek grammar here uh, indicates that the disciple prays for forgiveness from God only after having first expressed forgiveness to others, right? Leave your gift at the altar, go make it right with your brother, and then come back and provide your sacrifice, right? Yeah, because
1: if you're just going after everybody else, what have you done <clears throat> to correct your own personal life.
0: Right. Well, and it's, it's the, we've all fallen short. The parable of the, you know, the evil servant, you know, the one that gets forgiven by the master. He's like, you know, giving him a, a sob oh, story. Man. And then this, the master catches him beating another servant. You
1: didn't even know him that much.
0: Right. right Don't nickel
1: and dime me, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to nickel and dime you to death. Right.
0: right. Yeah. And the point there being that he was forgiven a lot. Right. Um, so, those who have received such forgiveness are so moved with gratitude toward God that they also eagerly forgive those who are debtors to them. Um, you know, this, is, this is a part of the, the changed heart, right? This is part of um, the gratitude that we show towards God. Let us not forget what he's done for us, as you mentioned, nailed to a tree. He would do it again if it were necessary for you
1: or for me. And if there was only one person.
0: That's what I mean. I love that one. He would have done it.
1: But it's even more personal when it's you. If it was just you, he would do it. But let's go deeper on that, Ryan, because here's the thing that I think about. Now, I'm not God. His ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are not my thoughts. That's why he's doing what he's doing even now among us and the Jewish people. So people are trying to figure this out in their own mindset. But here's the beauty of it all if we just break it down. I said it before and I said it again. I'll say it one more time. Listen. Listen. He created us. We messed up. He gave us a way out. Okay. We have free will, free choice. He wants us so bad to participate with him. Now sickness and disease came into the, uh, the world through Adam and Eve. Right. Kicked them out of the garden. So now we have all those problems to deal with. And then he says, hey, you know what? I want to marry you. So he marries us on Mount Sinai, has a marriage covenant with us. He's the greater vessel. We're the lesser vessel. What do we do? We commit adultery. What does he do? He has to divorce us. Jeremiah 3.8. So he divorces Israel the northern kingdom. Doesn't divorce Judah, but divorces the northern kingdom. Divorces Israel. Gives them a writ of divorce. What does he do? He sends his only begotten son to come and to die for us. How much does he love us? How much does he want us to participate with him? Because he doesn't change. He's holy. Yeah. He's righteous. He's a righteous judge. So. I'm only saying that it's a game changer, Ryan. When oh. you wake up every day and yeah. you say, I want to participate with God. Yeah. I'm not perfect. I don't have it all together. I don't even have all the answers, but I want to participate with God any way that I can today. How can I participate with God? How can I deposit something into the kingdom of God for somebody else, for them to see my father? Yeah. It's only through my words and my actions that they would say, that's a good guy. Yeah, He represents uh, his God very well right. Yeah. Isn't that what it talks about? Yeah, for sure. That if they see your actions and your words, they'll glorify your father with you. That's right. Because that's the example you give that this right. is what my father said to do.
0: Absolutely. Especially if you're not blowing trumpets trying are to draw we, attention why, to why yourself. Why are we so
1: hard on people that aren't like us? Why mm. are we so hard on people that aren't saved mm. when we weren't saved? Yeah. Why Why don't we remember where we came from? Yep. That we were doing the same thing. Uh. I'm, I'm just saying... I catch myself all the time. You know? Yeah, of course.
0: Well, and we can be judgmental. We absolutely. Oh, can. it's not. I catch myself all the
1: time. It's not even a. Yeah, it's not even a choice. We are.
0: So I want to read uh, from Luke chapter seven. Uh, this is a story where um, a woman comes and pours alabaster oil um, on Yeshua, right? A fragrant oil. Uh, and it's it starts in verse um, thirty six, but I'm going to read from verse thirty nine. And it says here, now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he spoke to himself saying, this is internally, he says, this man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. Right? So immediately the religious person, which again, as we just mentioned, we can all be this way, is judging Yeshua for allowing this woman to come and do this to him. And Jesus answered and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. So he said, teacher, say it. There was a certain creditor who had two debtors. One owed 500 denarii and the other 50. And when they had nothing with which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him more? Simon answered and said, I suppose the one whom he forgave more. And he said to him, you have rightly judged. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with, her hair, uh, with the hair of her head. You gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore, I say to her, I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. So, and then he finishes with, your faith has saved you, go in peace, talking to the woman. It's it's our faith, right? You come and you do these things to Yeshua in faith. You know, you worship him in faith. That's right. But the point here is that forgive us our debts, right? Forgive us our trespasses, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And so he's making the illustration that those who have been forgiven much, they dote and love on the one that forgave them, right? I mean, right. it's just part of, part of the package here. But the religious leader who thinks he's righteous in and of himself didn't even offer Yeshua water for his feet, no oil for anointing, yeah. none of these things. Compassion. So, anyways. We have... All right, all right, all right, all right. So, number 12. This is coming from the first half of uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 13. It says, And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil.
1: That's just Matthew six thirteen a B part we're going to get into. Right, right it's
0: the first half. So, it says, The word temptation, which is the Greek 3986, which we already discovered is parasmos. Like
1: that. Parasmos. Yeah, it's an it's a incredible Greek
0: word. But it means a putting to proof by experiment and so the word translated temptation can indicate either temptation or testing almost like a scientific test right right? an experiment uh the meaning here most likely carries the sense allow us to be spared from difficult circumstances that would tempt us to sin kind of like the proverb we read 30 verses 8 and 9 hey don't make me rich And fool so that I deny you. Don't make me poor so that I steal and profane your name. You know, Um, give me that middle round, that middle class, as you mentioned. So although God never directly tempts believers, uh, as James 1,
1: verses 13 and 15 says, right? Which are you going to read that? Yeah. uh, Although God never directly tempts believers, he does sometimes lead them into situations that test them. So uh, this is actually pretty good. It's pretty self-explanatory. And James is the half-brother of Jesus, so it's pretty incredible. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin, and sin when it is finished bringeth forth death. Oh, God. So this is why you got to break away from the culture as much as you can, because I'm just going to say. All these videos, Uh, all the stuff on social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, hip hop, dibbity doo. Um, (laughs) Wow. You know, you're just looking for trouble. Yeah. You know, especially when inappropriate things come up there like a news feed or this or that or something that's inappropriate. They try to throw it in there. Uh, and it's not even based on an algorithm. It's just, they're trying to, to hook you. So it's almost like, gosh, do I want to be enticed? Yeah. No, mm-hmm. not really. I don't really need that. You know, Joseph, uh, left his coat, Potiphar's wife's hand, but he fleed that temptation. He did. Yeah. He did the right thing. Right. I mean, so, but like I said, you know, it's, it's all right here. I mean, we can see it. Uh, it's self-explanatory, you know, yeah. and ultimately he was rewarded for that. You know, you know, the thing that I want to say is, um, as far as testing them, we can find this in, in Matthew four one. in the wilderness, Job chapter one, and then we have, of course, First Peter one six. You want to read that? First Peter one yeah, six about various trials. And then four twelve, yeah, test trials and tribulation. So First
0: Peter one six, it says, uh, "In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials." Because it's it, the verse before that who right. are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation ready right. to be revealed in the what last about four
1: twelve chapter four verse twelve of First <laughs> Peter and uh, it says trials and tribulation beloved do not think it
0: strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you
1: hmm. and then of course you used First Corinthians ten thirteen. You want to dig I that did out? do that, yeah, yeah, My yeah. little notes here. Yeah, yeah, look at from you. The, from the other time, yeah. <laughs> Time's past.
0: If you haven't caught on yet, we had a... Uh, te- we're not, te- not going to go there. You don't want to go you there? No, okay. we're fine. Right. We had technical difficulty? Yeah. Yeah, technical difficulty. And all right, 10, verse 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able
1: to bear it. You could do it, people. God is faithful. You know, it's like cutting cable, you know. It was just the temptation. We cut cable, now I can watch what I want, program it. I'm just saying it really has made... My life so much better and easier. I just love
0: how Paul just, James is dropping truth bombs. Paul's dropping truth bombs on us. I mean, I can, if I think back to like boneheaded, stupid decisions that I've made in my life, I'm pretty sure, and I can't think of anywhere this didn't happen, but there was always a way out. God always had it. It wasn't like, you know, I was in this position where,
1: you know, I had no choice, right? That's the problem with sin. But it feels good when you pass the test, when you catch yourself. Oh, yeah, when you're like... Because here's the... (gasps) Discuss some of the steps that you can personally take to not fall into temptation. I use one of my examples. I got rid of cable. Yeah. So... That's one of the things I did because I realized it was a temptation mm-hmm. because the eyes are never satisfied. Right. That's an Ecclesiastes, and it's so true. Oh there's boy. an accident or this or that, yeah. or what's going on? Our eyes want to see, you know, yeah. like looking at people's personal stuff or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, whether uh, the, you – The eyes are never satisfied. Whether you like MSNBC or Fox News. It's like gravity. Right? You know what I mean? That's why we flip through channels oh, or, yeah. the ch- or, the, or the channel within the channel you know, and yeah, I picture in picture like, oh, there's a commercial. I'll flip over here. Yeah. And then, oh, OK, I'll go back over here because the eyes are never satisfied.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, nowadays uh, people have multiple TVs with multiple channels on at the same time because, wow. you know, That's or w- think about social media. That's crazy. How like you have to catch people's attention so quickly or else, you know, you have no hope of getting any attention.
1: That's crazy. You
0: know, um, but if I had to say what is the way to not fall into temptation? I would say a couple of different things. Um, the first of which is, what we meditate on is important, right? And so I think, you know, Paul says, you know, meditate on what is good, what is righteous, what is holy, you know, um, what is pure, those things. Um, so what we meditate on is important, what, we, what we're thinking on. Um, so that way we become more sensitive to things, right? Because when we allow ourselves to become desensitized, then we become more that's susceptible. What's happening. To t- Where's our empathy? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where's our
1: heart for people? Uh, so, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, amen. This concludes this particular prayer, Matthew six thirteen 13b. Uh, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever, amen. I want to go to 1 Chronicles 29, 11, because you can find this reference, which is kind of interesting. Uh, if this is a model prayer, yeah. It says David Praise is the title. Ooh. So it's about recognizing who he is. Yeah, yeah. Man. Listen what it says here. First Chronicles 29 verse 11. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. See, it's his kingdom. Thy kingdom come, thy might be done. No. Will be done. That's right. <laughs> you know, and I tell you, Ryan, when we start to line up with that, it doesn't matter what the government's doing. It doesn't matter where the where the church is at spiritually. We're in the kingdom of God. Amen. And we operate in the kingdom of God. And if the if if the church is great, great. If the government's great, great. But if it's not, we're still in the kingdom of God. Give right. to Caesar what is Caesar's, and give to God what is God's. That's why I like Caesar salad. But this goes back to the model <laughs> prayer. It, is it the anchovies, it's croutons, it's pepper? But David prays. So once again, you can let Scripture interpret Scripture. You can tie in verses, yeah. and that's what we're seeing here. And, and in conclusion, here, uh, then I'm going to turn it over to you because there are some things that we should be praying for. Uh, and I need to really add this to the outline, and I'm, I feel bad that I had not done it, but we did over kind of look something that's very important here. Important. Verses 14 and 15 of Matthew 6, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. So he's reiterating this the third time, isn't he? Wow. Isn't it the third time? It's at least the second. Well, because you got this thing in here where it talks about the debts and the debtors, right? Right. As part of the prayer. Right. And then, uh, yeah, and then, of course, then it goes, into, uh, it goes into that, hey, if we don't forgive, we won't be forgiven. That's a tough road. You know, go make it right with your brother, then bring your gift. Yeah. If it be possible. Be at peace with all be at men. Peace with all, if it's possible, do your part. Yeah. And you can still be a peacemaker. You can still be a bridge builder. So we don't want to exclude that. So some things that we should be praying for, Ryan. You want to give that little list out here? Yeah, let
0: me give you a list of things that we should be praying for. So first is uh, the salvation of all mankind. You know, God so loved the world in John 3.16, right? Um, we should be praying for healing from sickness, as we can find in James five fifteen through 16. Uh, also... We should be praying for our leaders, all leaders, both religious and civil. Uh, you can find this in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, and also in chapter uh, 13, verse 17 of Hebrews. Uh, this is where it starts to get tough. We should pray for our enemies, right? In Matthew chapter 5, verse 44, as we studied in our last Matthew portion. Um, we should also pray for the laborers, right? It says the harvest is plenteous, but uh, the laborers are puny.
1: That's right. The word is few in the English, but in the Greek, it, the connotation is puny, meaning, hey, I can only do so much. They're little. When God says, I expect more from you, you can do more.
0: Yeah, yeah. So pray for the laborers, amen? Says, Matthew 9, verses 37
1: and 38. Yeah. He says- uh, The
0: harvest is plentiful. Pray the Lord of the harvest, amen? Well, wow. So for uh, we should be praying for the restoration of all things, and this is referenced in Acts chapter 3, verses 19 through 21. And we should pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And this one's important. Uh, it's found in Psalm chapter 122, verses 6 through 9. But you can also find, uh, I think it's Psalm 135, verse 7, where it says, If I forget thee, O Jerusalem, may my right arm forget its cunning, and my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth.
1: Wow. And think about it. You know, Christianity was, was founded and started in Jerusalem. Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't Christians want to do that? Pray and Jesus Jerusalem. is coming back to and- Jerusalem. Jerusalem. So uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.17, we are to pray without ceasing. Yeah. So we talked about alms. Yep. We talked about the model prayer. <sighs> yep. Especially, we have to forgive.
0: And we got some do's and don'ts.
1: We've, we have to forgive. Yep. Uh, now hmm. we're going to conclude with fasting. Uh, and if you just want to hit those. uh Yeah those points
0: yep so uh matthew chapter 6 verse 16 says moreover when ye fast be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance for they disfigure their faces that they may appear unto men to fast verily i say unto you they have their reward
1: there you go again people giving alms hey look at me the trumpet boo-boo you know you got your reward yeah oh look at me i'm praying Our Father, and then boom, you know, you got your reward. Now he's saying what? You're fasting, you know. (laughs) So
0: I'm (laughs) going to equivocate this with the law is done away with, right? Because I think a lot of people out there say the law is done away with. I believe that's a false statement. But you could take this and you could say that, hey, you know what? Jesus says stop giving alms, right? Stop praying, right? And stop fasting.
1: It's easy right here. He says it, you know. But he gives us all these tools to help us That's right. to be holy. That's right. And so these are all things to help us to be holy, you know what I mean?
0: So what he does is he actually he uses what we call the argument of nuance. He says, When you fast, right? Right. You should do this. Anoint your head and wash your face. Basically don't look all somber and, and disheveled. Yeah. To prove that you're fasting, so everybody knows you're fasting, so that you can get all this attention and whatever for your fasting. Hey,
1: Nick, how come you're wearing burlap today? <laughs> Where's your Dockers? Yeah. Fasting. Right. Fasting.
0: Yeah, no, he definitely wants us to not do that. I'm fasting for my staff.
1: And if you're Eeyore every
0: day, be Eeyore. But if you're not, don't be <laughs> Eeyore malachyly. when you're fasting. Melancholy. Right? So, um, number sixteen here on our outline: that thou uh, appear not unto men to fast, be unto thy fa- but unto thy father which is in secret. And thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. Oh, yeah. And that's Matthew chapter six, verse. Is a prayer.
1: You are fasting for a reason. You don't just fast. Yeah, 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 exactly.
0: And so, notice that Yeshua says, "When ye fast, not if you fast." So, fasting should be a way of life. It's interesting that he's making the assumption that you will fast, because uh, and he even says um, when talking about healing of the the boy that had the spirits. Right, the the apostles came back to him and were like, "We can't get it
1: done." He says this Matthew makes- seventeen verses fourteen through twenty. Oh, you have it, but we won't read it. But he yeah. says basically they weren't very successful. But this can only come out through prayer and fasting. And by yeah. the way, it was a young person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a prayer target or a fast could be for young people. We're, we're going to pray for the next generation and we're going to fast for the next generation. Yeah, yeah. Or for, to loose the bonds of wickedness. You need to be a prayer target in like when you're fasting for the Day of Atonement.
0: Yeah. And so there are a lot of examples of fasting that can be found in the Bible, um, just to name a few. Which you have, I think this is almost a
1: comprehensive list. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty lengthy. There, go ahead and list them.
0: Yeah, so it's Isaiah chapter fifty-eight and verse six, Joel chapter one and verse fourteen, and also Joel chapter two and verse fifteen. Jonah fasts in chapter three, verse five of the book of Jonah. And the people, responded. Matthew chapter four, verse two. Yeshua fasts. What would Jesus do? Yep. Acts chapter ten, verse thirty. Acts chapter 13, verses 2 and 3, Acts chapter 14, verse 23, and Acts chapter 27, verse 33.
1: Right. This is all about Paul, too. Yeah.
0: A lot of references there. And then uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 5, and 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 5, and 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 27. So a lot
1: of places in there talking about fasting. And you know, there's different kinds of fasts, like the Daniel fast, a total fast, a juice fast. That's but, true. Daniel's not on there. Daniel is fasting is about food and beverages. It's not about, I'm going to fast TV.
0: Although some of you need to fast TV.
1: But I'm just saying that media. it's always about food, except it's, for our. It's channel. denying yourself, and that's what you do. And matter of fact, fasting is very healthy because it gives your organs a chance to rest. Yeah, 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 that's right. So fasting is actually beneficial. It is.
0: Yeah, that's why the uh, intermittent fasting is very popular right now, from like a fitness and weight loss standpoint. You know.
1: And you can actually just drink water.
0: Yeah. So right.
1: you know, it, there's some neat things going on. Just to mess with yourself, mm-hmm. saying that I can do it. Uh, so anyway, we got to hit this thing. I know we talked about it, but we're going to have to do it. I've been fasting pork for a while. Wow. That's <laughs> not even food. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. It's not <laughs> fasting. It's only food and beverage. Pork's not food.
1: <laughs> yeah. Pork is even considered food to the Jewish people, yeah. so you didn't really fast. What two points can be learned from Matthew chapter 6, verses 1 um, through 18? What do you think, Brian?
0: So I think— um, one of my big points I think I got out of this was that God gives better rewards. God gives the best
1: rewards. Gives the that's, best rewards. that's a good observation. Yeah.
0: Well, think about it. Because I could either, when somebody comes in and they're like, hey, I'm giving to the poor. And they want to draw that attention,
1: that reward, that's a temporary reward. I would love for those people to come here and give to our <laughs> Just to tell everyone. I'd bring them up. Let's you know what? you can come here and toot we your horn. thank you. We want to thank you, President Trump, for coming here and <laughs> helping us to have a bait to heal in Israel. We want to thank you, President Trump, for your yeah. honorous donation. So as good as Trump that towers.
0: reward financially sounds, right, God gives the best rewards. We'll only need one big check, so,
1: and we're done. I'm just saying. So he's, We can do so much with that. And, and it's okay to think that. Why not? Yeah. I'm just who knows? Yeah.
0: The address, if you wanted to mail it, is 1705 Lithia Pine Crush, Brandon, Florida, 33511. Like,
1: just some billionaire comes across our website, watches a few videos. What's that
0: website? 2praise.net? 2praise.net. Click on the Donate net,
1: button. And all of a sudden, they're like, <laughs> I'm going to give to these guys yeah. just because I like them. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to give to this vision. You know why I'm going to do like it? what Because I can. These people, these two guys, these are real. Yeah. They seem real. Yeah. Right?
0: I assure you that if a plumber came here, and were to dig into like our walls, they would not find six hundred thousand dollars worth of cash stuffed into envelopes.
1: Well, if that <laughs> happened, I would give him at least twenty thousand dollars. Because that's what he got.
0: Sounds like that could actually happen.
1: Oh, who knows, Ryan? Seriously. <laughs> Behind the urinal. Yeah. The guy, you know, he like what I don't know what the story is.
0: Whatever, right? I mean, well, there's I, somebody in twenty fourteen had stolen a bunch of cash and then and the church had reported it. And then this plumber, they think that that's the cash, the cash had been stashed there for somebody to come back and try to get, but that they were never able to come back and get it. And so now it's still there.
1: That's just, who knows? Yeah. Maybe the guy's nuts. Yeah. Well, you don't steal from the church.
0: You don't steal God's money. Yeah. That is. Don't misappropriate. That's just idiotic. Okay. So my point of all this. But
1: do we rob God? Do we steal from God? Yes, we we do. do. In our tithes tithes and and offerings. offerings. That's right. Okay. Let's just throw that in there. Yeah.
0: So, so God gives the best rewards. So as much as all those financial things sound great, the reward that we have eternally for doing the will of God and bringing his kingdom to pass is better. Now, my second one is uh, don't be a hypocrite. Be
1: be transparent. Be real.
0: Be honest. If Yeshua didn't like anybody... It was clear he was didn't care for hypocrites.
1: And that's what I tell people here. Listen, if you learn something from here, do it. That's fine. But you don't have to do what we're doing. Right. You don't have to do it. Of course.
0: And so I Those was using true. this in the context of forgiveness of others. You can't be asking God for forgiveness and not be
1: a forgiving person. That's true. It is what it is. Uh, my two points are, number one, giving of alms, praying, and fasting should be a way of life. Now, giving of alms means you help somebody out financially or you give to benevolence.
0: I thought we decided all that was done away with. I never said that. Oh, you no, no,
1: have. Those are other people. Okay. So the thing is, that's pretty powerful. Ah, absolutely. You know? uh, number two, uh, pray without ceasing. Just don't stop praying.
0: Yeah, just keep it on.
1: It's communication, go back and forth with God. So that's that's what we have. Ryan, you want to close this prayer? Yeah. Thank you.
0: Oh, God, thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you for being merciful even when we're not merciful and being gracious even when we're not gracious. God, we owe you so much. And so, Father, we're just so thankful May we be more generous, God. May we be more fervent in our prayers. And uh, may we give up the things that would distract us from you. And so we just, we love you and we thank you, God. We just want this word to get into our hearts and into our spirits, Father, that we would not sin against you and that we would follow you closer. We pray these things in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. 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 All right. Well, there's a lot there. I mean, there's a lot to digest. Uh, if you didn't subscribe already or like or share this, or please go ahead and do that now. Uh, if you want to email me, it's ryan at twopraise.net. If you want to donate, you can go to twopraise.net and click on the donate button. And, uh, and that's all we got. So we just love you guys. Bless you. Have a great week.